Creating great content takes time and effort, and this podcast could not exist in the long run without great partners. This season's sponsor is Catalog. Catalog is a work hub we use every day at Modern Leaders, and I also personally recommend it to my network. It's basically your own digital headquarters, helping you and your team making high-quality decisions quickly and asynchronously, reducing the number of meetings and eliminating the chaos of modern-day work. Whether you're the COO, a product manager, or a marketing executive in a remote or hybrid team, you can find what you need, see who's working on what, and get updates on where things are at, without the endless streams of emails and pings coming from everywhere. It's all on Catalog in context. Sign up now at catalogwithaq.com. That's Q-A-T-A-L-O-G.com for a free 30-day trial for you and your team. Welcome to the Remote First Podcast, produced by Modern Leaders. Every other Tuesday, listen in to hear from large or innovative companies enabling an equitable and distributed workplace experience. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Remote First Podcast. I've been finding recently it's actually quite difficult to keep up with all the different like new startups and new product coming up to solve the new world of work. I find it actually super exciting to see how many entrepreneurs are working on solutions right now to really make remote work work. And this is why I really want to continue with this Startup for Remote Work series. So I have another episode today where I am welcoming Raphael Alstadt, who is the co-founder of TLDV. Welcome, Raphael. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and great job on the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Living in Germany, I have to you know, make an effort. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. I've been following TLDV on TikTok for a while, actually. If people know, TLDV is very present on TikTok and on Instagram Reels at the moment. And I feel like TLDV is just representing the Gen Z of remote work. What do you think? That's super interesting. That's, um, yeah, I, I can see, first of all, great that you're following us. Um, we We definitely put in a a lot of love and it's a lot of fun to to produce the content so yeah personally i am um like millennial like on the in the kind of younger band of the millennials but i think when we set out to build tldv it's it was important for us to be a challenger brand in some sense and i feel that's where this energy comes from that is also you know resonating well with maybe the the gen z and generally the medium Instagram or TikTok, we're choosing to do some of our marketing because, you know, what we are kind of, and you will probably like talk more about that with me in a bit, but what we really target is essentially the dreadful reality of being in too many meetings and uh, also, you know, having them physically close together and live and at the same time and what, what else we can do there. And I feel that needs some challenger brand aspect to it to really like overcome this old way of thinking. And that's, I think, also what resonates well with Gen Z and what is it, the energy mm. that they bring into the workplace at the moment. I mean, your videos are hilarious. Like, <laughs> there's one of your content creator that is becoming a bit of a mascot, I feel, but it's just so hilarious. Like, I think it's very relatable. And this is why, you know, probably the product also makes sense in the new world of work, because it's so relatable how, you know, how, how people feel in meetings or in in general, in their workplace at the moment, there was one that was really good. It was like about not being able to clock off because you just keep hearing the sound of Slack or your notification in your head. You're in the middle of the ocean and you're still hearing like ding, doo -doo ding. Yeah, 
this is so funny. Like I was, each time I show it around, it's just so hilarious. This one was one of the ones that we got the most traction from the algorithm. I think it reached across like all mediums around, I think, 20 million impressions wow. by now. That's actually a really good example of sort of the content we do because we show it really from the perspective of we're a bottom-up tool, right? And and we also think about it from the way of the everyday employee. And that's the experience that you have a lot, you know, that is essentially maybe filled a little bit with kind of trying to switch off and then the anxiety that that's something at work might be very urgent and very sync that you might be missing. You know, it's kind of like mm -hmm. very relatable. And the cool thing is like even like, Microsoft Teams replied on it and said, hey, you can switch off these sounds here and there. And like people started commenting to Microsoft Teams on our video, like, ah, but still, you know, et cetera. So we even sparked like a, like a real wow. discussion there, which is obviously really cool for us and goes back to the kind of more challenger brand sort of position that we're taking. All right. It's really inspiring. It's really exciting to just follow you. Yeah. So really looking forward to see like how this evolves as well. So, I mean, for those who actually have no idea <laughs> what is TLDV, so can you maybe just like explain a little bit more, you know, what is the, the product? Sure. Yes. So, you know, when we set out to build TLDV, we definitely targeted the sheer number of meetings that we're in and like set out with the vision to essentially really help people schedule their work around life and not the other way around, meaning also being able to join less meetings in general and be less live and in sync. So TLDV helps you catch up on meetings in minutes. And when you have a tool like that available to you, you can really feel empowered to consciously decide which meetings you join and on which ones you catch up within a few minutes while not losing any of the context. And that's essentially what we do. We help you record, transcribe Google Meets and Zoom and the most loved feature for MVP is essentially during the meeting, you can mark important moments with like simple as clicking a button or typing a quick text or tagging a colleague at that moment. And that is really then the indicator like that you can jump to right away on the transcript or the video, cut it into a short clip and share that or share the whole thing with highlight reels. And yeah, it's very well received in hybrid and mm. remote companies. So it's creating like timestamp, like if you were creating a video and be like, I want to go see like exactly where I'm supposed to be watching that, you know, and you say like, just go watch the recording. The facilitator can actually instead say like, mark as the call goes, like this is about this, this is about this topic, and then maybe tag the people that are exactly. relevant to listen to that part of the, the meeting. So there's no like, go watch another an hour meeting that you missed. Exactly. That's, that's how it started. So when we started, we interviewed remote companies because this was 2019, end of 2019. We were already as a founding team playing with ideas fully remotely. I was in Zurich. My co-founder Carlo was in Munich and Alan was in Canada, actually. And mm. so like naturally, we looked at remote teams and how they solved their communication problems. And we said to them, hey, like, what is your struggles with meeting recordings? And they're like, yeah, but they're 60 minutes long. So meeting recordings for a long time had sort of the perception that nobody would ever watch them and they would be useless you know but now this is kind of turning around it, it, in the end it just turned to like it just needed some fixing and this is really the timestamp to essentially make it really indicative of where the goal in your call lies and that's really it and the live component of that is really important because 
we want to make it easy and seamless for people. Like ideally you go into the meeting, you TLD it, and then it's automatically shared with all attendees. And even if you like, and that's what we really believe in, share it with your company so that others can, can catch up on it if they're interested. And you don't have any extra work. It's all automatic. It's just happening in the meeting. So it must work that seamlessly to be adopted at scale. And that's what we really care about. I also saw, so I think I stumbled on something that was calling it a bit of the, like the Google for meetings. Is it making it like you could actually like search through content of a meeting and be able to like find information directly by with a search bar? Yes. So I think one thing that is really solved well for remote and hybrid teams in the general space of documentation is, for example, Notion that helps you generate wikis or, you know, GitLab, et cetera. The, the wiki that they have and the culture that they promote is, is very, very synonymous for what remote work stands for. But the reality is that remote teams didn't have that for meetings, right? Like there was no directory for, for that. And that was a, there's a big pain of our customers and why they come to TLD is to create that transparency also for meetings. And that's why, yes, we have a very powerful search that you can just enter any word and it would show you wherever this has been mentioned in any meeting that you have access to. And you can find back, you know, customer details or let's give you one really hands-on example. For example, teams are cross-collaborative, right? So the marketing team really thrives on the insights from sales calls or product team really tries to prioritize features based on the insights from sales calls. So when they have access to them and they can search for a competitor mention or a specific problem that people might have, and they can just enter in the search bar and get presented with all the moments where actual customers or prospects talk about them in meetings that they didn't even know existed. That's really, really powerful. Mm. That's why the global search and the Google for meetings is so important as well. Yeah. It creates a lot of transparency in a company yes. if you are also able to because a big file of videos does not really, it's like a lot of knowledge is just hidden and you're not really able to access it. Absolutely. I mean, there's like, so there was this, this hype few years prior about like big data and like, like, you know, like storing every, every data and, and having them, them secure. And then companies felt really cynical about that in the sense that like, yeah, but nothing happens with them and, and nobody really can, can access them and do something with them. So now we have all this data. What do we do with them? You know, and we really look at it from the end user perspective and bring utility to that with a really, really easy, for example, the search is a great example. It's just one click and you can one search and you can find everything at your fingertips and the access to transparent information gives you like super important for remote companies because like a lot of times in like if we would go to an office, a lot of times it's tipping on the shoulder, right? Like, hey, sales team, can you tell me like the three, four biggest problems that the people have with, with feature X? And then they would tell you that. And then the next person would come and tip on the shoulder two weeks later, et cetera. You know, so all of this can be really, really removed by actually having this stored once and shared forever. And that's a great thing that, that we can we can offer. Do you feel like the search and at the can is still kind of a main feature that you're trying to evolve, like improve with time? Because it feels like this is kind of a, a strong component that I see often in knowledge management or that you have all this knowledge, but you're not able to, to find it. How do you feel your search is today in the product and how maybe you want it to be in the future? That's a great question. So 
it depends on the stage that you're in during like your maturity as essentially a remote company, I would say. So if, you know, you're really embracing remote work, then you're more mature. And then something like a search is more important to you because you understand already the importance of documentation and transparent access. And that makes the search really powerful. And that's the case for a lot of our like customers and users that they want this transparency and that's the, why they, they, they really promote storing all the recordings in TLDB and making them accessible. That being said, there's other companies that are more interested to record one-off calls. And then, you know, when there's not a, a depth of data available, the search is, is, is less useful. So it, it really depends. But for our core user, it's a very integral part of the usage. Do you feel like there could be some sort of a similarity to, you know, how TikTok presents you always with content that you've been seeing some content, there is transcription behind the content that you're watching that are seeing keywords that you keep looking for or something. This is why how I feel, I guess, that they are finding how to present you content. But do you feel like something similar could happen where, you know, you might be presented with content that this is content we think you might be interested in, in the, your company, for example, because we are able to see what you're watching. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like experimenting with you, like yeah. know, out of nowhere. No, I, lo I love that. This You could sit right in our kind of ideation sessions now where yeah. we talk about exactly that. <laughs> I, I really, I really like that. So yeah, actually we're thinking about that, you know, like for example, one thing that was an idea that we have like drawn on a board, not, not yet prioritized. I think this is a bit too early in our journey still, but would be like, for example, Let's say you're on a competitor's website, you know, and like maybe you want to opt in to get smart recommendations from TLDV and TLDV could like learn, oh, you're on the website of a competitor. Here is 10 moments where this competitor was mentioned in maybe a user research session or customer call. Mm. And, and it, would, it would suggest that to you. But really, these are just ideas that we're toying with uh, because... Obviously, this must be what customers really want, and, and we're exploring that. But I do think, you know, part of making people feel safe joining less meetings is to become really, really good at showing them whenever they need it, what could be interesting for them that they didn't even know was ever discussed or was actually knowledge of the company. So that is definitely part of our vision, and we will explore that down the road, yes. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Daphne Laforet, founder of Modern Leaders, a consulting collective enabling you to walk the talk and scale your company for the remote-first future. Our team comes from over a decade of distributed team leadership experience, where we work with organizations from 25 to 5,000 employees. And I am so excited to have put together this podcast to share with you everything that we've been learning over the years. This is the Remote First Podcast. I know. So we've been saying like, you know, uh, TLDV, do you know TLDV? So for those who don't know, what what does it stand for? Because we know, so what I think that I was seeing, it was like, you know, we always say like TLDR, you know, after a meeting or like if you're, if you're writing you're writing notes. So like, does you mean like too long do view? Is that what it yes. means? Yes. Yeah, correct. You won the lottery. That's cool. So it, that's really much what it is. It's like the... The bullet yeah. points of like, okay, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, at least watch this. Exactly. Yes. It's really the TLDR for, for meetings, essentially. Mm -hmm. 
and the name is like often picked up because like originally it would be more PLDW, right? Too long didn't watch, but that sounded phonetically not super, super great. And and but then we started making fun of actually they don't even click on it in the first place. Like they don't they don't even see anything. So the view kind of fits as well and it sounds much better. So yeah, we got the trademark for it at one point and oh, cool. it's we even had an urban dictionary listing made about it, which was pretty cool at one point. So we were all like celebrating about that. And now, you know, like there's always these best practices for brand names, right? They should be short, they shouldn't be acronyms, et cetera, et cetera. So we take some of these boxes in a good way and some of the others. So like, I'm very curious in like five years if they, that was the most genius name ever or not, but it's true that it causes a lot of discussion always. And I think once people hear it once, they don't forget about it, which is obviously great. But what do you think? <laughs> about the name, TLDV. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's very unique. It's very different that I would say like, from what we usually say, I would be like, oh, what's this kind of like, yeah, acronym company. So you're, you're wondering also mostly because I discovered, actually, I discovered TLTV on TikTok. Like I had no idea about this before. So, you know, it's really, I think representative. Yeah. The brand, I think it's quite representative of like the audience that you're trying to reach, like the, the wording and everything. Like, I, I feel like it's quite on point. I'm, I'm quite amazed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. you, you are working on it's it's really it's really cool and the one thing that you mentioned that is is very important for me like earlier you brought it up again the audience that we're trying to reach so you know generally who schedules meetings right usually in many bigger organizations at least meetings are scheduled by the more like senior persons in in the company right this might be just by two three years or this might be like even by a bit older but generally, there is a sort of power dynamic between who schedules the meeting and who's who's invited to it in many instances. And actually, a study that was recently published showed that, you know, like a lot of people that like it, it was studying how if people feel comfortable declining meetings. And generally, it was said that only like less than far less than 20 percent actually feel comfortable to say, hey, I might not be needed in this meeting. And the large percentage, like 40 or something percent was actually saying, I wish I could, but I, I'm not, I'm, I'm afraid to to cancel it. And so, you, you know, like us being positioned as a challenger brand and kind of um, posting these relatable situations from the point of view of someone that it's maybe not yet senior enough in the company to do that, or is afraid to kind of how this would be resonated in the culture is the first kind of outlet why they resonate with that content, because we show the emotions behind that. And then the next step is then to really educate them on the product and give them a much better option to essentially improve the meeting culture in their, mm. their company. It reminds me of another one that I really like is like someone is kind of waiting for somebody to, to arrive at the meeting that somebody's late, you know, it's like five minutes late, 10 minutes late. And the person is just like, really hope this person does not come. So I can just kind of like go on <laughs> with my life. And then that person just suddenly arrives like, hi, like, oh, hi. Oh no, I was really hoping that they would not come. Join. I mean, I'm not doing a good impression like you have to go watch it, but it's just like, it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this one is also really cool. <laughs> That's good. What do you think about, yeah, like the, the next generation? So we call it Gen Z. And I feel like very, like, it's just funny because we used to say that about, oh, the millennials, you know, like when we were younger, it's like, oh, what the millennials want, you know, like what do, we are the millennials that are older now. Yeah. What does Gen Z want, you think? Like, how does Gen Z will? I don't know, experience remote work, like what, what are your thoughts about that? Like, 
when Gen Z meets remote work? Yeah, I have few main thoughts in mind. So with my millennial mindset, I actually think new like people joining a new like or joining the workforce for the first time. I think it can be really beneficial if the first two, three, four years of their career, they are actually like in a lot of contact with their peers in the office, at least to a, to a certain extent, just to kind of shape the personality and, and the experiences. But at one point, it really tapers off. And from that on, it's, it's very usually unexciting to be in the office a lot. And it actually like a lot, the advantages of remote work really outweigh it. So, you know, like I, at one point, I, I think it's important to just mention that from the kind of personality building perspective. But on the other side, and that's what Gen Z really stands in for is kind of really more healthy boundaries around, you know, work hours and work culture. And, and that's also why they're pushing so much for kind of flexibility on where they work and also to some extent, even things like the four day work week. And I think fighting a really good fight here. And I think that's really what should happen, you know? And so we are very aligned with Gen Z in that sense. And I love what they're pushing because I feel now with TikTok, like all the executives in big companies that are maybe like from a different generation, they look at Gen Z a lot because it's the audience that makes the most noise on the internet and that can help mm. make things go viral or help make things go really, really bad. So they they have a lot of ears and eyes on them. So when they push the good fight about all these new flexibilities, I think they actually have a big impact. Yeah. I think that the way that they are looking at work now is just very different to what it was before, maybe even our past generation, is that they really understood that, you know, work is not your whole life. Like work is just a little part of your life that, you know, make money and everything, you know, and also you you wish you do something also that love doing because you're spending a lot of hours a day on that but it's still like not the main focus on of your day so they put a lot of focus on like well you know i have my family i have my personal life my mental health i have you know it's not success is not just money and title anymore absolutely and especially not time spent at your workplace like that's the most ridiculous belief that many people were raised by in the corporate environment the more you work, the more engaged you are, the more successful you will be. Not at all. I think like, you know, generally speaking, switching off and having kind of very like the, the mental space to think about other things will help you think through maybe problems at work and, and be more efficient, you know? So like many companies that experienced for, for their work weeks, they, they report equal productivity, raise in profits, and it's just working. And so I think that a very healthy mindset that Gen Z has, you know, and because like also what we experience at TLDV, we're very flexible, you know, like you can basically, we were very async, have a few meetings, people can, can work when they like feel really energized to work. And oftentimes when I talk to maybe ex-colleagues or, or people from my network that I work in in different environments, they, they wonder, yeah, but how do you make sure that people are actually doing the work, you know? And, and it, the answer is super clear because you give this flexibility and freedom and trust, you get the trust back and you get actually a lot of really passion back for working for mm -hmm. TLD. 
and the results come in as well. And, and, and Gen Z just lives that and, and pushes it through with a lot of force. So I really love that. I know. And also, it's not the same kind of jobs. Like each time that people say that, like, how do you know if they are actually working? It's like, do you even know, like, what are the outcomes you're supposed to do with your role? Like, in the end, it's just like when I hear that kind of a, a reply, I'm like, you're not working in a um, place where you have to show up. And there's so many jobs you have to be there on a specific time because you're maybe you're like uh, receiving customers in a restaurant, in a hotel or in like in your, you're working in public. So it's much more like you have to be there. I have to make sure that they are there because I need someone present. But like in you, like office jobs, it's not about this anymore. It's about like, okay, like what actually needs to be done by a specific time? You know, goals are being set up. If you don't have any goals and things set up, like why are people coming to the office? Like, do you just ask, wait for them to, I don't know, <laughs> come up with something, you know, to that, I don't know if, you, if that makes sense, but it's just yeah. like, I'm just surprised each time people say that, how do you know they're actually working? Like where, well, do you know what kind of work that they are supposed to show you? Like what are the outcomes it's supposed to show you? Yes, exactly. It's it's just about like saying where, where you want to go and then giving people the trust and flexibility to actually reach there. Yeah. And they, they just really push it through. And I think, you know, to some extent, I mean, they're really native they grew up with kind of the youtubers which are essentially all entrepreneurs that they have been looking up to which are people that on their own reach reach a lot of goals and for them it's like very very normal like they don't question that content creator is a a full-fledged career you know they don't question that with writing you can reach great outcomes because they grew up like that And, and and in this sense you still need to explain like executives that are more old school that you can actually grow your profits with SEO and social media by, by just being like building a brand on there, which is maybe at first not tangible, but brings a lot of results. Whereas they like really say, okay, we need to work hard. We need to hit the the phone, like, and call every prospect like hundred a day and just, you know, push a lot. And then Gen Z essentially like has a much more digital native approach here. And, and especially like when you look at TLDV as a product led business, you know, we don't do sales calls. We don't have a sales team. Like this is all related to us producing content on the internet and kind of making a product that people really want and then bring in their teams. And that's kind of how we acquire users. So yeah, it's very aligned with, with Gen Z as well, this bottom-up approach that we have as, as TLDV with our content and product. I love everything that you've been mentioning today. And thank you so much for joining the podcast. Is there any place, you know, people can reach out to you for what questions or want to you know, tag all the things that people can follow TLDV? For sure. Um, I You can reach out to me on, on LinkedIn, for example, and you can try the product at tldv.io. We're always very happy to hear your thoughts and suggestions. And obviously, if you are interested in workplace comedy, then check out our, our Instagram, tldview is the handle or on tiktok yeah we'd be happy to to make you laugh as well and thanks so much for having me i really enjoyed this conversation and i love what you do as well (laughs) thank you thank you rafael thank you for tuning in to remote first you can find all links and show notes in the episode description and if you found value in this show we'd love your rating on your listening app of choice thank you for being here see you next time